0: With the number of buyers high and inventory low, I was asked to do a refresher mini course on backup contracts. First, it is imperative that we understand that a backup contract is a binding contract. The only difference between a contract and a backup contract is that the backup is subject to the contingency of termination of a previous contract, which is referred to as the first contract. If the first contract terminates, then the backup contract becomes the primary contract. Seller is then bound to sell his property to that buyer and buyer is bound to buy that property from seller subject to all of the normal contingencies of a primary contract. There are a couple of nuances to the backup contract that many people do not understand. The first has to do with the option to terminate. An option to terminate the backup contract is available to a backup buyer, provided the option is paid for. The period in which to terminate is the entire time the backup contract is subject to termination of the first contract, plus the number of days allowed for under the termination option paragraph of the contract, once the backup contract becomes primary. To have this right to terminate, the option fee must be paid within three days of the effective date of the backup contract. This fee earns buyer's right to terminate. The fact that the backup buyer may never exercise the option because the first contract closes is irrelevant. There is no refund of the option fee. As with the option to terminate under primary contract, if buyer does not pay the option within three days of the effective date of the backup contract, buyer has no option to terminate. No option to terminate even if and when it becomes the primary contract. The duty to perform other obligations under the contract, for example, providing the existing survey in T47, providing the commitment and exception documents, Applying for the loan, etc., are postponed under a backup contract until the backup becomes primary. The backup states accept as to deposit of earnest money and option fee. Neither party is required to perform under the backup contract while it is contingent upon the termination of the first contract. How this works is by providing for an automatic amendment to the effective date when the backup becomes primary. In order to become a primary contract, the seller is required to give notice to the backup buyer that the first contract terminated, and the date of that notice becomes the effective date from which all time-sensitive obligations run. Because all notices must be in writing, the date of that notice is the amended effective date, and no further amendment to the backup contract is needed. Last thing that must be understood is that a buyer under a backup contract has no control over whether the seller amends and extends the first contract. The backup buyer cannot force the seller to terminate the first contract. As a result, there is a provision in the backup addendum allowing the backup buyer to insert a drop-dead date. If the primary contract has not terminated by that date, then the backup contract automatically terminates. The unintended consequence of that drop-dead date is even if the backup buyer wants to continue to wait. Without extending that drop-dead date, the backup contract will terminate automatically. I hope this refresher was helpful. Please reach out to me if you have any additional questions. Allegiance Title is here to serve you. Thank you.